tell me how um, racial injustice and the food system intertwines and how it it's more um, impacts the black community as opposed to the white community. Um, well, you said it beginning with slavery, but I, I can even take it further back than slavery. So I've done research about like in Africa, what our people ate. And most foods that people ate in Africa have been imported by Europeans. So um, so this is from the Cambridge Book of World uh, of Food History. Mm. But um, our people rarely ate food um, like animals. So we the meat that we ate was like fish and some like fowl. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, goats were imported um sheeps were imported um pigs we were not eating um and then a lot of other foods that uh, people commonly eat and then you can transition that to slavery so in slavery um like you said people were given like the leftovers and in order to make those leftovers taste good you got to do certain things right, to them, like yeah. fry them put them in other things coat the you know yeah. coat the bad tastes and oh, wow. that's one thing i mean I admire us for, you know what I'm saying? Taking, <laughs> taking what we have. You know what I'm and, saying? You know, making something from it, right? And we have no other options. Yeah. Give um, us some sour lemons. We're going to make some good taste in lemonade. Yeah, yeah, make something happen. Something right? happen. But um, just even from then, like our um, our habits of eating have just, from the jump since we've been in, in America, mm -hmm. have been very, very poor. And, um, like we were saying earlier, almost to no other option. Like we don't have anything else to eat. Mm -hmm. um, and this reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a Boondocks episode where um, granddad, uh, and he opens up a restaurant, a soul food restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, Huey, he's kind of like on the show, he's like the activist, the enlightened one, or however you want to describe it. But he goes on a rant, he talks about how, um, how like a uh, grandma, she dies and um, her arteries are so clogged, they have to amputate her leg and she has a stroke and a heart attack and she dies. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, everybody sits at the table and celebrates her, her life and they eat the same foods that wow. kill her, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's something that um, we as a people need to, you know, um, learn more about and become more educated about so we can live better as a people and you know get out of the system that they have us in. Mm -hmm. So from your perspective, you know, um, what you know, what do you see from your perspective how it how it intertwines with uh, racial injustice in the food system? Well, you know, I uh, I'm a white guy. Mm -hmm. I gotta acknowledge that. <laughs> I gotta acknowledge that privilege. Um, so I can't really speak for the African-American community. Um, I will say that working at a grocery in Athens, a particularly affluent grocery, has led me to be kind of uh, disheartened by the lack of uh, people of color at that grocery mm -hmm. and it, it's also disheartening to see what kinds of products they sell to these people 
for absurd amounts of money. Mm -hmm. um, it's not surprising necessarily that there's not really a lot of people of color there because it is very expensive mm, stuff I get it. that they're selling and um a lot of it's good i mean they it's they have organic vegetables organic fruits lots of organic stuff but they also sell they have a whole meat department they have dairy and like everything that you could imagine that you know they would sell to you that it's there there's just no uh there's no like um, conventionally grown stuff. I mean, there might be a little bit, but it's mostly organic. So it's kind of better for you, but not really if, you, if you're still getting all the dairy and the meat and stuff. But what really baffles me is just how, uh, how split it is between white people and the rest of everybody else, mm -hmm. especially in Athens, but like all over the country, all over the world, really, um, it, it, it's, um, it's upsetting to me to see how they market food to be better for you when it's not. They charge you an exorbitant amount of money and you can only afford that's that food if you have the money and like if you if you're trapped in one of these systems you know whether it's you know being of modern day slavery from uh past incarceration records or if it's being trapped by a lack of education or uh not having any money because of where you live and you know, just what you look like, really, it's, it, it, it it's, uh, it's something that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. and, and, and honestly, I think, uh, starting from scratch to where we can all be on the same level is probably the best way to remedy this, this issue, mm -hmm. so that we can all be healthy, and we can all take care of each other. And um, it's really startling to see just how, um, I guess, white the culture is right now around, uh, you know, healthy living mm -hmm. in, in, in that uh, sort of capitalist mentality where you're, you're being healthy at the expense of, you know, could it be... Um, people's lives or animals lives or just your life you know i mean there's so it's, this is such a, a a deep issue and i really uh i just want to help i don't know how to do it though i don't I really think i get it i i mean i kept asking myself like sometimes you don't see it you're like i know the issue exists how is it intertwining the food how is it intertwining the environment how is how is the racial injustices intertwined because you know systematically it exists. So as I'm listening to you guys, so basically the system that we live in, the capitalistic system that we live in, the advertisement on the TV, they're pushing stuff that's unhealthy. Yeah. Period. They're pushing they're pushing stuff that's unhealthy and they're pushing food that, you know, that's basically killing us. So we go to the store and we buy these the meat and, and all these different things are killing us. 
In order for us to break that, we have to have money. The black community has to have money in order to eat healthy or be able to grow their own. But then there's a, from what I heard, there's a law out there to that limits people from growing their own food, you know, um, or having a small garden, a farm or whatever, it yeah. is, you know what I mean? There's some law out there. So systematically how it's intertwined is financially, again, you, you're being blocked out because you don't have enough money. Um, for years, you know, black people haven't been able to gain equal access to like lending and job opportunities. So you don't have enough money. And then the eating habits are jacked up because they're passing these foods and promoting it as good stuff. So how can we fix it? How can we, um, how can we convince or make it affordable somehow or make it easy? What can you tell someone out there Okay, if you're going to transition to vegan, this is what you probably need to do. Um, even though it might be expensive, you can start by doing what? I personally feel like it is expensive, but it's also kind of like a misconception. So um, I personally shop at Kroger. That's where I get most of my groceries. But um when you go in there, unless you just get fresh fruit, you might go in there and you, you get so much fruit for like, or not fresh fruit, um, fresh fruit and vegetables. But you can get a lot for like $30. Like I planned out, I budgeted my meals like per day. Mm -hmm. I can eat for like $9 a day. Nice. People people will go to like Burger King and spend $9 on a meal mm -hmm. and talking about I don't have the money. But I think it's about educating people on how to do it to in a way that's affordable right because it is very possible okay it's very possible mm -hmm. i'm not I'm, I'm a poor college student but looking like going through the process of looking up meals you know doing things like that um because let's say uh you get a pound of beef i don't even know how much it costs anymore mm -hmm. more a thing of chicken leg or chicken wings or whatever you might eat 10 of them mm -hmm. sit down and eat 10 of them that might cost you seven dollars or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, for that same money, you could have cooked a meal and it could have lasted you two days. Okay. So I yeah. think it's a misconception. Um, so that's a, a debunk. Something we can debunk that it, it can be expensive, but there's a way of doing it affordable, especially if you're a college student. I know you're not making a lot of money, and both yeah. of you guys are college students, mm -hmm. and you're able to do it, especially. Um, what are some of the first foods you believe somebody you you said that the first week you eliminated red meat. Red meat. So okay. I, I did pork and beef. And okay. then um then I did chicken. Um just some facts about chicken. Uh high source of cholesterol, mm -hmm. um, eggs as well. And um what I didn't know through what the health they taught me, um, it's the highest source of sodium in American diets. What the chicken? Yep. Yeah. So they inject chickens with sodium oh before gosh. they before they give it to people. So they like get a syringe, they inject it with like large amounts of the Why? Uh, why? To make Do it taste know? good, you know? Oh wow. It's that addictive quality that you find yeah. in lots of fast foods and, Jesus. and high sodium content foods. That's what does it is the taste. Very addictive. 
So they'll inject the foods with, so you're not just getting um, like a chicken you would think uh, somebody just killed off a farm and now it's on your plate. Mm-hmm. Like they alter all the foods before, you know, it comes to you. Mm-hmm. What about the farm? Like um, lately I went to the store and I, I, I try to pick the chicken that seems to come from a farm. I could see it's not as fat as the other chicken. So mm-hmm. I was like, this is the good chicken. It look beat up. Kind of like it just look like a regular chicken. It's not pumped up. Um... Are, what what are those chickens messed up too? Or is that what I you're mean, telling me? Yeah, they're still not fed. Food <laughs> um, they might have slightly better living conditions, but I don't feel like when you're killing chickens at a high rate that it's still you know okay. good. Like I was talking about before, the stress hormones that are releasing to their body. Um, and then on top of that, just the basis of the meat mm-hmm. isn't isn't. Um, it's not helping people's diets. So, so like what it's made out of, or like like I said, cholesterol or saturated fat and things like that, or the way how people cook chicken. So it's not like you, I mean, some people just grill chicken, but a lot of people eat a lot of fried chicken mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, once you fry the chicken, it's not It's not, it's not good, good at all, yeah. at all. <laughs> what about the fish? Like why fish? I'm like, fish supposed to be healthy, man. But I recently read somewhere, I, I would say I eat whiting, and mm-hmm. then I read somewhere where they were, you know, if the if there was a, a bright pink um, strip in the middle of the fish, that means they, they put it there. They put a colored flavor mm-hmm. to make it look more appealing. It does. It worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You buy it. You think it's yeah. the good stuff. But yeah. why would you recommend eliminating the fish? Because fish is in the sea. Okay, when they come out the sea and the way they process the fish, probably. But go ahead. Well, Lighten from me. the sea, I mean, fish are like sponges for mercury. So, all the trash that people put into Ooh, the sea, okay, it absor- <laughs> fish eat and absorb all the mercury from the sea. Uh, one thing I tell people to look up is the Great Pacific uh, oh. trash island or something it's like a uh, trash the great patch, patch yeah, yeah the great pacific uh trash patch i think that's what it's called but if you look it up it's like this huge patch of just trash it's that's the size of texas yeah that just circulates in the ocean it's just like in the ocean so all that mercury seeps out of all that trash and into the waters so the fish absorb that and then the mercury that you eat through the fish has an effect on your body so it leads to like brain brain damage um cancer and other things oh my god yeah not to mention the massive diminishing of biodiversity in the ocean we've seen overfishing devastate fishing holes and and like oceans around the world have seen a huge decline in fish population and when the oceans die everything on the earth dies because the oceans i mean that's where we came from you know Mm -hmm. that is what is kind of holding us together at this point and the bees too of course i mean we can't forget about the bees tell me about the bees oh uh the bees um that's a that's another thing a a lot of uh, uh vegans have um different points on um bees pollinate everything and we wouldn't have nearly three quarters of the fresh fruit and vegetables that we have in grocery stores today if we didn't have the bees and so a lot of the pollution and uh, environmental destruction that humans have been uh, propagating for the past couple hundred years has kind of diminished the bee population so if the bees go we go as well Mm. and um, yeah I mean 
that's the bees. That's interesting. That's bees knees. Wow. <laughs> okay, so wow. And then just to talk about fish again, like there's a lot of factory farm fish. So like my grandmother was telling me that like she didn't know what tilapia was like 10 15 years ago. Like tilapia what? is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't so, even know what tilapia is. Yeah, so I don't know what that's made out. It's probably like the cheap, like some of the cheapest it's, fish you can buy. Yeah. But what they do is they factory raise it, so it's not like bread and like oh wow in ocean. So they have like these big factories, and they'll have like these ponds of fish. And what they do is they'll put all types of antibiotics in there, you know, to try to rid them of disease. They're not fed good foods, and all that once again gets ingested to your body. So. Mm. Okay. But the thing about fish is that fish have omegas, uh, omega threes and omega sixes, mm -hmm. which are good for your body. Um, but again, there's the mercury. But there's a there's a way to get those omegas without eating fish, mm -hmm. simply by eating hemp. flax seeds and hemp. Yeah. Those okay. both have lots of omega threes and omega sixes. And there's three different types, and that's like a bunch of science that I don't really know about mm -hmm. necessarily, but I know that they're good for you at the very least. And uh, you can get that from flax, which is it's relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like four dollars for like a a bag about I don't know like a pound of flax or something like that. It's wow. Cheap. So what would a, a meal look like? I want to know what a meal would look like for you and a meal for you. Like mm -hmm. if somebody's, okay, I get it. Eliminate all the meat. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to the grocery store, you have to read all the containers, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure there's, this is crazy. We're, we're going to die. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, they're killing us. Dude. We're going to die, man. I'm scared. Um <clears throat> What would a, a plate of food look like so for you? My favorite meal I, I make is like curry chickpeas. Curry chickpeas. Yes. I like curry now. Okay. So you don't have to get rid of um, everything you like. You know, um, a lot of things. One thing people say a lot of time is um, if you took all the spices out of the meat, you wouldn't like the meat. R right, right. Right. So you're just seasoning your food with vegetables to make your food taste like vegetables. Right? herbs and things like that mm -hmm. so um like you said you like curry so i i love making curry chickpeas so um like people want to be big on protein and we can talk about that afterwards but um so for my protein i use chickpeas which are a great source of protein and i also use mushrooms so mm -hmm. i'll do chickpeas and mushrooms and i'll do uh different peppers i'll do um sometime i'll put kale in there mm. um what else? Uh, I eat grape tomatoes. So I'll put grape tomatoes in there and I'll, you know, just curry it down, uh, make curry, and then I'll eat it over quinoa. I'll try to. What, is, what is that? Right what, is, what, is, what is what? Quinoa. What is quinoa? So it's, it's a grain, um, but it's not. It's like a alternative for rice. So it literally tastes that's what like I was gonna rice. Ask you, I love rice. And yeah. that's probably going to be the hardest things. Mm -hmm. But you don't have rice in your diet at all. I, I eat rice sometimes. Okay, if you're going to eat rice, but, what kind of rice? Brown rice? Uh, brown rice, yeah. But really, the only good rice for you is uh, wild rice. Wild rice. Yeah, wild okay. rice. Huh. So back to the quinoa. 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 So, yeah. Spell it. Q-U-I-R. 
O-N-A. Okay. I think okay. it's N-O-A. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. We can, oh, my we bad. Have the my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right, you look that up. Tell it. me about it. So, quinoa <laughs> is basically a grain. It has no taste, like rice has no taste. So mm-hmm. however you make it taste, it's going to taste. And um, it's like the perfect alternative for rice. It's Q-U-I-N-O-A. Okay, 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 okay. Um, you cook it the same way. Uh, one cup of quinoa, two cups of water, the same way you do rice. Um, and it's perfect alternative. It's the same thing. It's very good. It goes really well in salads and soups even. If you wanted to do it with a soup, you could mm-hmm. do it like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you might have to make me that. That's, it sounds good, don't it? Yeah. I have any like I want to try it. Okay, what what would a um what would a dish look like for you? Well, honestly, I've been eating a lot of uh, rice and potatoes. Um, not just by themselves, but like that's just what I've been doing. But now that you've mentioned that rice and potatoes dehydrate your body, I might look for some alternatives because I really like those. But I mostly make beans of any kind i'm i'm i really love beans mm-hmm. uh, black beans pinto beans garbanzo beans um lots of vegetables i really um need to develop my palate more because i kind of just like throw a bunch of vegetables mm-hmm. in either raw or like into a stir fry of sorts mm-hmm. and i don't know if i i just don't really care because i know the they're awesome for me and they they make me feel really good so Mm -hmm. i don't mind too much mixing flavors and things like that because uh i mean that's just like life philosophy you know like we're all of the same uh you know origin we might as well just uh, mix together and, and have a good time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. I, think I like that. I, I like to uh, do smoothies as well. Okay. Like I will um, boil and puree beets with carrots and I'll throw a crap ton of fruit in there because beets are super earthy. Mm-hmm. They're really good for you, but a lot of people have trouble with the taste and the texture because they're like super just potent yeah beets is tough yeah they are they are yeah um i'll make smoothies um the occasional peanut butter and jelly um quinoa is always really good i like quinoa um i've been making um pasta Mm -hmm. and some some people have wheat allergies, so whenever I have friends that come over that have wheat allergies, I try to find like maybe a rice pasta or something mm-hmm. of the like. Um, there's like all kinds of different stuff. There I have this cookbook. Um, it's called I don't remember what it's called, but it's got like so many recipes in there. Yeah. Well, send me the link later or send me the, yeah. the, the thing, the name of the title of the For book, sure. and I'll post it so people can, that's a place to start, mm-hmm. you know, that can possibly help. Mm-hmm. All right, so the proteins, that's big. So that's been a big thing for people transitioning to vegan and um, maintaining the protein. Tell me about the protein. What is So that's like the first question people ask you when you tell them you're vegan. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, man, where do you get your protein? Right. And... um. Just a little background on protein. So protein is made of 20 amino acids. Mm-hmm. Not 11 of those a- acids are naturally made in your body. 
and none of them you need from outside sources, which people usually turn from meat. But the thing is, the animals only have those amino acids in their bodies because they ate them from plants. So people will, um, wow. especially people that lift weights or things like that are really worried about fitness, they'll be like, yeah, man, I need, it. I need this protein to get strong. So they eat a lot of meat, they eat a lot of beef, pork, whatever to bulk them up. And they think they're gonna be strong as like ox or gorillas or elephants. <laughs> but you look at those animals and what do they all eat? They all eat nothing but, well, vegetables or plants. Mm -hmm. So the real strength comes from the plants. So- um, Oh wow, so back to the plants. Yeah, so you, when you're eating meat, you're eating like secondary protein. You're not eating like primary. from the primary oh, source. Oh wow. Um, and then especially like a lot of animals, they're, like I said, they're eating GMO soy and they're eating corn. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so my personal sources of proteins that I eat are, I like hemp seeds. I drink a lot of hemp milk, chia seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, nuts. I eat, I love peanut butter. Mm -hmm. I really love peanut oh, butter yeah. since I was a kid. Um, Man, uh, peanut butter almost put me in a hospital as a kid. I just well, I, well, peanut butter is not great for you either. It's a hybrid. I food. know. Yeah. I, I basically, I was a kid. I'll never forget it. I know I was under the age of twelve because I was still up north, and I ate so many peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> My parents didn't know I was eating all that peanut butter, and by the yeah. end of the night, I had to go to the hospital. Oh, like, wow. yeah, like I was, eat, I was killing the peanut butter. Though I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what else um um mushrooms okay. and like you were saying chickpeas beans and lentils mm -hmm. lentils are very good um i would probably put lentils over beans just my personal opinion so okay. chickpeas and lentils are up at the top for me but um oats so i like i eat buckwheat oats which are really good um and quinoa as well because it's okay. protein yeah not that you're not getting from rice yeah, rice doesn't have rice and potatoes don't really have any real nutritional value. Really? Yeah. They're just starches. Yeah. They're just, just taking space. Yeah. So it just make you feel full. Yeah. I yeah. will say that I love rice and I tell people like I eat other things and I don't feel full. Right? Mm -hmm. And I eat right that's why I eat right because I like, okay, I mm -hmm. feel I feel like I've eaten, but now it's like an illusion. You're telling me that's not real. It's just yeah. my mind. Yeah. Like yeah. oh it's my just god. Big stuff in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. But like you were saying, like people will feel like they're not getting their protein or they feel like they have low energy and your friend passed out. It's just because people really aren't eating the right foods that provide the nutrients that they need. Okay. So people will go vegan and they'll eat, you know, like junk food that doesn't have stuff in it or they'll eat like potatoes and things like that. And that's not healthy. It's for not you. really just giving you, it's not giving you nutrients. nutrients. Yeah. What about um, seasoning? Like, do you do the salt and the pepper and the paprika and, you know, do you, you know, all the stuff that they have on the shelf. What do you think about that stuff? Because what do you use? Do you use salt and pepper? I, I okay. use uh, black pepper. Mm -hmm. I always use turmeric. Always, always, always. Because it's pretty much been proven at this point to fight cancer and prevent a lot of disease, including like Alzheimer's and a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's actually like this whole thing on it about, well, this references something else, but um, this is found in turmeric, the spice. Mm -hmm. And if you eat it every day, 
I mean, the the uh, the people of India for thousands of years have been eating turmeric in their foods because it's in curry powder mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as different other curries and. Um, They've been eating it, and their the rates of uh, Alzheimer's over there are like incredibly low. Um, so turmeric is always like a staple. Alzheimer's. Hmm. Go ahead. Um. Other than that, I like to use cayenne, uh, cumin, coriander, garlic, and I think. I think I got everything. I like to use nutritional yeast, but there's a, there's, I've been having issues with that lately because it has folic acid in it. Mm. Folic acid is a, an additive that the government started mandating that food companies put in their foods back in 1998. And it's been linked, uh, if you have high levels of folic acid in your blood, it's been linked to liver failure and uh, liver disease and all kinds of different stuff because you can't process folic acid as well as you could. Um, and it's supposed to supplement for folate, which is vitamin B9, mm -hmm. just one of those essentials that you need. Um, so you can get folate from like dark leafy greens and stuff like that. Nutritional yeast, I think, uh, I used to use it a lot because it, it made things taste really good. A lot of vegans see it as the the uh, cheese alternative because of just like the way it makes things taste. It's very savory, mm -hmm. but you got to watch out for that folic acid. I think there's uh, some that you could order online, some nutritional yeast that doesn't have folic acid. But uh, in terms of spices, I think it was just like turmeric and that'd be the essential one. Always with black pepper, turmeric and black pepper catalyze each other. Mm -hmm. And then just really like however you want it to taste, you know, wow. just make it the way you want it. One thing I do stay away from is like white salt. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah that's when I said sugar. salt. That's what I was referring to, like the white salt, mm -hmm. the white sugar, anything uh, white. Mm -hmm. I stay away from, from that. It. Okay, so it's been sugar. bleached. It's been processed mm -hmm. in, the, in the, from its original state, right? Yeah, right. so yeah. I, I use, um, personally, I use Himalayan pink salt. It's not very popular, what? popularly known. Where you get Himalaya pink salt At from? Kroger. Kroger oh. is there. Yeah. Lots of different places. Um, or, and I know a lot of people that use, like, sea salt. So I would recommend Himalayan pink salt over sea salt. Mm -hmm. I even sea salt, I would say, is better than just the regular white salt. Mm -hmm. wow. And then for sugar, um, you have things like date sugar, which is very good. And um, number one is agave. It's like... Agave. Yeah. Is it like a powder? No, it's like a... a it's almost like a syrup. Like it's a nectar. So oh. they take the nectar from the agave plant and it's sweeter than anything else that you could probably think of. It's not like super sweet but you don't need a lot of it mm -hmm. and um it's good for you what about um brown sugar i don't use brown sugar what about you you use the brown sugar i use it i could probably go without it though honestly is it is it bad for you the brown sugar because it's, it's, the brown it's sugar an additive the... if you're putting it into something you're adding it to it and brown sugar i mean it's not bleached but it does have to be refined it does take energy and resources to make and I don't know exactly where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. um, even mm -hmm. if it says it's USDA organic, like yeah. still could be, you know, from some other country where they're using, you know, 
uh, unpaid workers or something. <laughs> I don't even know. These are like wow, deeper this vegan is deeper issues, vegan right here, issues yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up right now. Is this a, you know? I definitely could go without brown sugar, though. I'll probably invest in some agave next time I go to the store. Okay, so, um, wow. What is the biggest thing you want people to walk away from this knowing, Jalen um, and Nathan, as especially where, um, how can the marginalized communities, what do you want them to know in order to change their diet? Because it's gonna be hard to let go some of that. Um, I was just talking to somebody the other day and I was like, just eliminate, just, just eliminate at least, you know, the pork and the beef. Girl, I can't let go of that pork. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you're going to die over pork? Because I know that pork is the, one of the hardest. Well, I've heard something else recently. Pork is hard to, for your body to digest to where people mm -hmm. die and they're finding mm -hmm. pieces of pork that they ate years ago, you know, or whatever. I don't know how true that is, but that's what oh, some very people... very yeah. yeah. So what would you want to tell... Um, the audience, especially the African American community, so they can understand like why is it important and how they're being affected. Um, so all the things I said previously, but one thing I didn't really get to talk about was another one of my major influences, and um, and one of the major things that made me go and transition to a vegan lifestyle, which was a holistic health. Um, nutritionist by the name of Dr. Sebi. I don't know if you know who Dr. Sebi is. You know who Dr. Sebi is? Mm. Okay, so Dr. Sebi, um, he's a Honduran um, healer, but um, basically he was practicing his healing uh, techniques in New York and he cured 13 okay, people Okay, I know who you're AIDS. talking about. Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. So he was curing people of yeah. AIDS, cancer, all, di all diseases. Mm -hmm. And um, they sent him to court mm -hmm. and he had 70 witnesses come and she showed documentation of him curing these people of their disease by cutting out meat and dairy and basically leading them to fast and then supplying their body with herbs and vegetables. So basically almost like going vegan, but the fasting stage is very important of eliminating toxins from your body. Right. So um, I think if people look into Dr. Sebi and kind of hear his story and hear the things that he has to say um, about how since we've been in America, we've been fed nothing but blood and starch. Um, we can't go back to what or we don't have the means to go back to what our people originally ate when they were in Africa. Um, see how those foods are killing us. These are things that he talks about. And um, I think if people got into those type of things and started actually researching those type of things and learning, it worked for me. That's the reason why I went vegan. But I feel like people should try to learn about the things that they put into their body and try to care about the things that they put into their body. Yeah. How um, do you spell his name? Dr. S-E-B-I. S-E-B-I, yeah. And you can look him up I, on YouTube. Um, I saw the video, and he got off on uh, the charges they were trying to, because mm -hmm. they couldn't prove that his method didn't work. It's just because in the state it's not, it's not legal to practice holistic medicine in the way, you know, it's always pharmaceutical, you know, yeah. licensed doctor, yeah. pump me up with some medicine. And, and he said he wasn't necessarily a doctor. He just right, changed right. their diets and cured them. Um, right. There's really nothing they could, you know, do about it. 
Um, basically, there's two types of medicine. Medicine. There's allopathic medicine and naturopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And most doctors in America work off of allopathic um, ideology. So um, basically, they, they treat symptoms. They don't really cure too much. So they give you like chemicals or poison to you know treat your symptoms, which create other side effects. But um, through Dr. Sebi's teachings, there's only one disease. He believes there's only one disease, and that's mucus. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. anybody that's sick, there will be mucus in whatever respective part of their body. And there's a couple of the doctors that I can list off that um, I've personally looked to for like nutritional advice. So um, Dr. Sebi is one of them. Um, Dr. Layla Ooh Africa. He's one of them, um, Dr. Robert Morris and Professor Arnold Erhard. And these are all people you could just type their names in on Google. And there's so much information. And I listed on um, the podcast as well. You know, I've been, you, it's making a lot of sense to me now because I'm like, how can these diseases come about that people never heard of? Where's these diseases just coming from? I was like, it got first for women. I was like, gotta be in the fem the feminine hygiene products, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know this is making any sense to some people, but I was like, it has to be like the maxi pads or whatever yeah. is something because it, why are so many females coming up with breast cancer, ovarian cancer, mm -hmm. and all these things didn't exist. And then recently um, I was hearing there's some type of new cancer that the medicine that they, that they have is, it doesn't work on. Um, so I'm like, how is this going to be a new cancer? I don't it's the food. And it's the food that people are and eating the and then over and the years, the chemicals that they're yeah. putting in the food mm -hmm. and you're not being able to um, have access to it financially or making the time to educate yourself on how to create an affordable, healthy living. Yeah. And the society we live in is a rat race, so you don't. some people don't even have time to think. From your perspective, what would you like, though, if the white audience that's listening, um, what would you like them to think about? Um, especially because the vegan movement is big in is a white culture right now. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many, and, and honestly, I didn't think about it. A lot of the people that are vegans that I know are people that are comfortable. Yeah. I would say like, they have money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I would say to the white audience that is listening to this podcast right now is, if you're vegan and you're spending money on things that you don't need, or just in general, if you're spending money on things that you don't need, whether you're vegan or not, just think about who else could use that money to get to where you are now and how much better that would be for both you and that other person, because when you cut out the things that you don't need, when you get rid of all of the things that are holding you back, you will find that spiritual enlightenment that you're so desperately trying to reach for and, and can't seem to grab because at every turn there's another material and there's another, you know, uh, uh, ad and there's another thing that's getting in your way. There's something out there that is far bigger than you are. And now is the time to acknowledge that and let go of the things that you don't need. So if you have extra money to burn on processed foods or animal products, 
Think about how your consumption affects other people and what you can do to contribute to your community, not just people that look like you. Mm. And also think about when you're doing it, when you're eating those foods, or if you have the luxury to eat whatever you want, think about what you're supporting by doing that. Mm. That's what I tell people. Yes. Especially people that have the means to, you know, do something different. Think about what you're supporting. And you're supporting the industry that's killing you and your family. Mm -hmm. That's what I tend to tell people. Wow. So is there anything else that you guys want us to know? There are support groups. There's totally people <laughs> that are willing to help. If you Call want out to go some of the support groups, though, we're gonna need them. <laughs> if you want to go vegan, there are a lot of websites out there and the internet's a big scary place, but you could check out uh, triveg.com or triveg. I don't know how you would even say that. Mm -hmm. um, you could check out PETA's website, although they're, you know, they've got a reputation of being kind of uh, wild, angry vegans. <laughs> they do have some good points when they're being nonviolent. Mm -hmm. um, so you can check out their website. Um, if you are living in Athens, there is a Vegans of Athens Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So if you have time to get on the internet and be on Facebook for five minutes, you can look that up and join. I think it's an open group and everybody in that group is super friendly. They're not angry. No, they're, they're not, not angry. angry. They're not angry. And <laughs> we, we definitely encourage people that are not vegan to come and join us at these uh, potlucks that we have because we do potlucks every month and everybody cooks something and then we all bring it together and then there's just like food like you've never seen before and it's, oh, it's that's nice. delicious um there's speak out for species at uga that is an animal rights group they are dedicated to educating the community on the benefits of a whole foods plant-based diet as well as um kind of just calling out things that needed to be called out like the working conditions at the Pilgrim's Chicken Plant up on the north end of town, mm -hmm. like how they have a 100% turnover rate. And uh, they basically, um, you know, I mean, from the moment those chickens arrive there, they're, you know, treated, you know, I mean, they're, they're killed, they're slaughtered. Yeah, and and in a lot of ways that are very reminiscent to ways that people have been slaughtered in mass. Wow. Um, I mean, we could get into that stuff later, but yeah. Um, yeah, so um, Speak Out for Species is a really good group. Um, do you have any other support groups? Um, I would just say, like, people don't really know where to start. So I would just go on, there's a lot of, I go on Instagram, I do hashtag vegan recipes, mm -hmm. and I follow that. So when I'm going up and down my Instagram timeline, there'll just be vegan recipes. I'll be like, man, that looks good. I'll just save the recipe. Um, Pinterest is a good resource for recipes. And just go on Google, just type in vegan recipes. And then also, um, I, I'm willing to talk to anybody that needs help. Okay. Um, so I'm sure there's a way for uh, you to put my contact in the description yeah. or whatever. But my name is Jalen Boutte. And if you're trying to get in touch with me, you can um, send me an email at jwboutte at gmail.com. And I'm willing to talk to anybody. Okay. I will say um, this one lady, we had a, um, what, 
what was it? You know, like a cook, a barbecue cookout uh -huh. contest or whatever. And this lady she was like, "Is there a vegan category?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna let's make a category for it." You know. <laughs> And can you believe this? But the lady, she won. She she was the only vegan against all the other meat lovers, and she made like a it whatever I don't even remember, but it was so good. I mean, everybody kept going back and eating. <laughs> I think it was something like a mushroom based type sandwich, or oh I don't know what it was, but I have to get that recipe, and I'm gonna reach out to her and put it on there. But she beat out the meat. Even people that eat it. meat <laughs> 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 who like tried, and once they tried it, they kept coming back. And she it was like, "Wow, I could, I, that was a first. Yeah. But it was good, and it, it encouraged me to say, "Hmm, maybe I can do this vegan thing." You know what I mean? But um, yeah, this is your girl Mocha Jasmine Johnson, and it's time for a real conversation. About to tune out and join me next week. Thank you for. Joining me, Jalen and Nathan, and I know we'll have some more conversation. Definitely. Thank you for the opportunity. Definitely. Thank you. Oh, can I put my contact on there, too? Oh, yes, definitely. Right. <laughs> my, my name is Nathan Wasserman, and if you want to get in touch with me about any of these things that we've discussed, you can email me at nathan.l, as in Lewis, dot Wasserman at gmail.com. And there you have it, signing out.